0: Today on The Breakdown, it's another Art Papazian extravaganza. Live at the bike, a 5,100 game, and Art's got nothing. Well, actually, that's not true at all. But he is bluffing, and he puts himself in a spot, which we're in a lot, I think, as poker players, where we have a pretty good hand, but then the equity doesn't come in, and we're on the river with about a pot-sized bet left. What do we do, and how do we decide what to do? We're going to talk about that right now on The Breakdown with Grant Denison and Jonathan Levy.
1: The uh, Art Papazian Extravaganza, I believe that was hosted in Tucson last year. Have (laughs) they chosen the 2019 location yet? Apparently Fish is playing, but I don't think they know where. Yeah, well, I I mean, mean, it might just, they might have to because the, the extravaganza itself, is the, the real draw is that they got Fish in the first place, right? Yeah. And Fish kind of just travels and plays music wherever they want. So the, kind of, the extravaganza might have to kind of cow to Fish's will. I mean, it's... it's fish is it's, like we want to be in, in the Yukon territory. Artie yeah. Paps got to go to Yukon, I baby. I mean, Artie
0: Paps and the whole crew got to go.
1: <laughs> For the
0: extravaganza. Who else goes to
1: the Art Basin
0: extravaganza exactly? Besides Artie Paps himself.
1: Oh, nobody. He just pays for fish to play <laughs>
0: at different places. It's like a private private concert, sort of. Yeah. You don't think he like gets uh, Armenian Mike out there sometimes, or
1: no? Nope. You know, no. Also, I'm pretty to, like, sure regulars. that he talks about it all the time and tweets about it, but he does it in such a way where he just hashtags all of his tweets Artie Paps Extravaganza," <laughs> whether or not they have to do with it. Be like, I like uh, I like the Bears this week on the road. Hashtag Artie Paps Extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> You know?
0: Yeah. He's like, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the tweet that really does it.
1: (laughs) We're probably
0: going to sell some tickets. Yeah. Make some of that money back. Fish ain't cheap, by the way. I mean, what? Probably not. Come on. Definitely not. Definitely not. Heavy things.
1: I could not see. What? Hmm? That's a song. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just quoting some fish lyrics. Okay. I thought mostly they didn't really have songs. They just kind of like jam. They have
0: a few songs, and the one fish song I know is called Heavy Things, and... The second line of it is
1: heavy things I could not see. That is all.
0: And I'm done and
1: I'm out of here. I gotta I gotta say the thing about jam bands. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like the Grateful Dead is the original jam band, right? I mean, they're sure. The, I mean, probably not. But they're sure. the most famous jam band of their era, which yeah. was like where the jam
0: band originated. Probably. I don't know if it originated, but it certainly was massively popularized.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of a weird thing where historically now people have these songs like on their iPods of the Grateful Dead. But those aren't, like, them jamming mostly. Those are, like, Friend of the Devil and stuff yeah. that are just, like, you know, a recorded song. And that's yeah. not really the essence of the band. Whereas with a non-jam band, you get the true essence of the band through the recording.
0: Right, but the whole thing about a jam band is you have a song that you are jamming to. So they'd have a hit, they'd have hits, and then they'd do a 45-minute version of those hits. And everyone yeah. would love it because they are familiar with the song, but then it goes in places they don't expect, and it's improvisational. Even the dead themselves didn't know where it was going, and that was part of the appeal. As opposed to just some random song that you don't even know what they're jamming off of, which is less exciting, I think, for people. So, like, I enjoy a cover, often a a really cool cover, more than a song I've never heard of because I know what I I know what they're playing off of. You know what I mean? Yes. Now that may be a failing of myself. I often do like new songs, but just saying, like a cool
1: cover. Is sweet. No, there's certainly a phenomenon. This is a totally normal podcast. Yeah, topic. we always just welcome new listeners, by there's the way, cert- to the poker podcast. There's certainly doing. a phenomenon that I have experienced many times where it takes me like two listens for a song that I haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And like the first listen, I'm, I'm like almost skipping it the whole time. Kind of like really? maybe I want to nah, Okay, look, give it a shot. And then it comes on a second time and I'm like, oh, now I like it. Hmm. It's weird how that happens.
0: I feel like that happens a little both me, but more. I'm the guy who like either immediately likes a song or doesn't. I'm like within the first ten seconds, I'm often like, "Ooh, this is kind of I like this," you know. And then it goes how it goes, and by the end, I may not. So but. you're
1: not generally a big fan of songs that like change a lot over time because you never get to the change part because you give up before then. Oh, that's some, Actually, what I often will
0: do is like skip forward, like to the middle of the song to see. It has, what's the chorus like? Is it different? Is it worth sticking around huh. for? Sometimes I'm like, okay, I have a feel for how the verse is going. I don't need to hear the rest of that. I don't really like it.
1: Oh, but the chorus is sweet. Now I'm now I'm. What now about I'm non-traditionally structured songs? Like uh, You know, like, for example... <laughs>
0: this is still a poker podcast. Yes, it is.
1: For example, not, not to say that this is like a great band or anything, but I enjoy Third Eye Blind, yeah. and they generally don't have traditional structure to their songs, where like a lot of their songs will have like when once you're 4 minutes in it's a completely different song than it was at 1 minute in and you wouldn't be able to get a sense from a verse or chorus cuz it's not a traditional structure so i guess you're just screwed in those situations
0: i mean i would be except obviously the first 20 seconds of pretty much every third I blind song is amazing <laughs> that's <laughs> so a good point. no one's do, 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 do. no one's leaving that <laughs> no one's going anywhere man <laughs> Like you know, I say that song was that semi semi charmed life. They basically they just do that do 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 thing through the entire song, no matter what, and somehow it never gets old. It's weird.
1: Yeah, that's actually the opposite of the example I was yes. giving, though.
0: But my point is, they really stick to their guns a lot too. And my greater point still is that the first twenty seconds is really good a lot. Uh, yeah. So who cares? At least on that one album. That's the only album I know. Motorcycle drive by that one's got
1: different parts. Yeah.
0: But it starts sweet, so who cares? Also, once you're no one really had no one really listens to albums anymore, but back in the day. Yeah. Like Third Eye Blind, they had this album and you were you're like knew you liked a few songs on it, and then you started listening to the album, it's like, oh, that song's good. By the time you get to the seventh song, you're not even you're not thinking about going ahead. Now you're invested because you're like, Oh, all these other songs are good. I like them all. I'm sure I'm going to like this one, too. And then it's a surprise when you don't. But you give it the, give it the whole
1: opportunity now. You're not skipping ahead now. Come on, Grant. Well, I mean, maybe Third Eye Blind was unfair to bring up. because Yeah. They're maybe they were. Anyway, <laughs> not even the second podcast of the day. This is fresh, fe- fresh-faced and bushy-tailed podcast number one. I got a good night's sleep and everything, and here we are. Yeah. I worked out this morning. I don't know. Well, maybe you worked out too hard and your brain broke. What do you think about that? Nope. Well, of course, your brain's broken. You wouldn't yep. consider that possibility. Right. We can't. And I haven't. And (laughs) I feel good about that. All right. So, I don't know. Poker. Poker, I guess we'll talk about. Um, It is a $5,100 game. So, you know, significant money on the line here. We got Art Papazian, who we've talked about a lot in the past year and a half or so. Yeah, we have. Always on Live with the Bike. That's always in the context we're talking about. He
0: him. has won two WPT titles, but... You know. We've never done a tournament hand of him, though. Nope. We don't really do WPT hands. Mostly people do not suggest them. We did the Joe McKeon, uh, Ian, what's-his-face hand. Yeah. Well, what's I think that's it?
1: because the WPT audience is too old to use the internet. That might, be, <laughs> that might be a bit of the issue. Maybe. It's like they're accidentally watching it because they were watching, like, greatest getaways in Europe on the Travel Channel mm-hmm. before. And they're like, oh, I fell asleep during greatest getaways, and now there's an old Southern man yelling about poker. I used to watch the WPT. By the way, that, we're, we're talking,
0: just a little, a little peek behind the curtain, folks. Grant and I are talking about doing a new video series where we would uh, take old live at the, sorry, old high stakes poker shows and put new commentary on it and be sort of hardcore with it, you know, like not like, hold back at
1: like all. Like when Sammy Farhawk Cold calls a three bet with Jack Seven of Hearts. We're not going to hold back.
0: We're not going to say like that's an interesting call or yeah. <laughs> that's suboptimal. We're going to just say what we think about yeah. everything and have a lot of fun doing it. We think that could be fun, but um, Old World Poker Tour that that'll also be amazing, yeah. amazing to do. Yeah. So anyway, just just a thought. Anyway, back to back to Artie Paps. All
1: right, so let's talk about the actual hand we're going to talk about, which was suggested by, of course, Ben Page, who I'm afraid is the new winner. He's the new guy. I know. I was thinking that, too. Whatever happened to Brian with the Y? Did, well, he's, did he trapped beneath the refrigerator? He's changed his name. I don't know if he wants us to tell oh, what yeah. his new name is. That's
0: true. No. I, but why
1: wouldn't he? I don't remember, but I just don't want to put it out there just in case. He's, he he gave some reason. Seriously.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. For,
1: um For his Twitter handle? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. It's true. That
0: person also... the Brian with the Y is still suggesting yeah. hands to us. Yeah. That's true. But... Compared to Ben
1: Jones, no, this isn't Ben Jones, Ben no, Page. Ben Jones-Groves is an old-school suggester. He's, he's still around. He's been around a lot longer than Ben Page, but I got to say, Ben Page recently... Ooh, he's kinda, killing it. He's the new, he's the new Brian with the Y. It's kind of like Ben Jones-Groves' is DeMar DeRozan and Ben Page's Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's wow, like, well, he's yeah. a bit younger, but he's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> ben Jones-Groves
0: actually just recently, um, within like a day or two, tweeted a recommendation to us. Yeah, so I'm kidding, Ben Jones-Groves.
1: Up. I'm I Mo- mean, mostly kidding. <laughs> mostly, mostly kidding. Also, Toby Bentall, who, yeah. uh, you know, he's just like a G League guy right now. But. Wow. It's so harsh. You know, these people are like taking their time out to send in suggestions and you're killing And I them. appreciate it. But you Do know you? what? If you don't want honest feedback, don't tweet at me, bro.
0: <laughs> don't at me, bro. Yeah. That's what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Hey, you know, an- another place where you can get some honest feedback and tweet suggestions as well is our other podcast. Just called Lighting Money on Fire.
1: Lighting Money on Fire, a sports betting podcast. We, If you liked our little fish aside or jam band aside, yeah. we go way more aside on that show <laughs> and do much weirder stuff. And we're
0: trying to go even further than we do, honestly. Yeah. But that said, we also cover the, the last week in the NFL, the upcoming weekend in the NFL. We both come up with best bets for the week. We go over survivor pools. We've been doing NBA over-unders for the regular season wins. Um, and just a sports review in general. Yeah, check out Lighting weekend. Money on Fire. Yeah, don't be afraid of it. Yeah. It's a really long show. It's two hours. Feel free to take your time listening to it. You yeah. can Piece it out over the course of the week. Yeah. It's once a week. Fall asleep to it.
1: We don't care. Just listen to enough that yeah. we get credit for a listen. I don't care if you actually listen. Yeah, it's fine. Every Tuesday night. Actually, we
0: I care because I want you guys to like yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Every Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. I guess every Wednesday morning is when we'll say it's coming out. It's All right. Let's talk soon. about this hand.
1: Yes. All right. 5,100. 5,100. Big game. We got uh, Andy, who is the one of the crazy guys of Live with the Bike, yes. opening the action, plus one with Ace-10. He doesn't matter. Most of these players aren't going to matter. Garbage humans. That's correct. Uh, we we recently got a question on Twitter of like, why did you call this guy a garbage human? I know. I had to explain it. Yeah. Because it was some
0: famous person, yeah. too.
1: So I was like, no, no, no. That's just a nomenclature we use. Yeah. Um, all right. So for somebody who doesn't really play that much in the hand. So Andy raises. He's a garbage human. Yeah. And I stand by that. To 300. Uh, He's got Ace-10. It doesn't matter. A guy named Prahlad in the hijack calls with Queen Jack of Diamonds. He also doesn't matter. We got a guy named Gall who does matter. He's got 44,000 in front of him, we're pretty sure. Yeah. That's the amount he has in front of him because the number changes during the video, but the way the video is titled implies that the 44,000 is correct.
0: Also, I've decided that it's a way more interesting hand to analyze if he has 44,000 in front of him instead of what they originally say, so... I think it's better for us to analyze it that way, regardless of what he had, because it's more interesting to talk about from a poker and decision-making point of view and, the, and things people then could take into their own games and generalize out into these situations. Yes, I agree. For the future.
1: And I think it's likely that he does have that much based on how Art plays it as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so Gall is going to make a real bad decision here, and he's going to call on the button mm. with 3-4 offsuit, three of hearts, four of clubs. Mm. So why, why are we doing You got it? the button right in front of you, man. Yep. Any two cards, bro, with position, you can make it work. I mean, this is a guy who just can't be a 5,100 pro. Like, right. his money comes from somewhere else. 100%. This decision alone is enough Correct. for that to be the case. Correct. Now,
0: if Tom Dwan was sitting there, he might call with 3-4 off. He would raise. I've seen him make some really loose just calls. If you look back at the cash games that he's playing, he does that, but he often is going to raise here, too. But sometimes he's going to call with, like, queen three of diamonds and really weird seven, six and stuff like that. I mean, I've seen him do it, but I agree with you. There's no way Gaul is a cash game pro, even just based on this. Come, come on.
1: And also Tom Dwan certainly is not doing that anymore because the games have gotten much tougher and he can't, he can't just like make up for, for range mistakes. In, in post-flop play. As, I'm, I'm as not sure if that's do. true or not. I don't, I don't
0: know if that's true. but
1: Well, from the very few hands I've seen of him recently, he's not doing anything out mm-hmm. of line as far as pre-flop range is concerned.
0: Oh, okay, that's fair. In those
1: games. But I mean, if he was playing this 5,100 game... Oh, maybe he would. Yeah. But anyway, go on. But I don't think Gauls either a guy who's coming down from the 600-1200 <laughs> game to, to mess around in the 5,100 game. I mean, that is at least possible and
0: would explain some of the decisions he makes, but I think it's much more likely that it's the he does not play poker... In any way, anywhere close to professionally, never has.
1: Somebody who does is Art Papazian. Artie P! And he's had a good year, and that's why he can afford his own fish festival. He's yes. got also 44,000 in the small blind. He's got ace eight of clubs. He makes the call. Yeah. He could justify a raise because the opener is very loose. He's got a blocker, but still, calling mm. is fine. Folding it, seems too nitty. You can't fold, I think, with all these people in. The problem with raising is you have to
0: raise to a very large amount with all these people in. And we've got Ace Eight clubs, and if anybody calls, it's kind of a bad spot. Like we don't, there's very few flops we're going to really be in love with, and we're both mostly going to be bluffing on almost every flop. You know, yeah. unless we flop two pair better, we're not going to feel great about our hand. Um, and uh, and it's hard in a cash game specifically, as we know, it's really hard to get everybody to fold. Yeah. So I, I like the idea of just taking, you know, just taking a flop with this hand. You've already got it's only two fifty. You're getting great pot odds already. And Andy's the kind of guy who, if we flop an ace, we might just decide to hold on against. You know, it turns out it might not be great this time as he's got us out kicked. But you know, he's so crazy. If we end up, you know, if he bets the flop and we're the only caller, we may just have to hero him down. And that's not crazy at all. I think it's a reasonable spot. Yep. So anyway, right. I, so I like it. Just call here a lot of the time, especially right. in a cash game where people are reluctant to fold.
1: I I tend to agree. Yeah. Nick of butt flush fame. Calls in the big blind with seven six of hearts. Who was the guy who had the Pocket Nines? Pocket Nines? That's also Nick. No, no, no. Uh, Nick wasn't
0: butt flush, then. Eli was flush. Oh, Eli there. was butt flush. Eli gets right. buzz. Yeah. See, so we're actually getting to know that Live at the yeah. Bike guys. That's that's what's happened, poker stars, because you won't put new episodes of the EPT up on the regular. Now we use Live at the Bike all the time.
1: Yep. Just say it. What's that parent company that bought them like two years ago? We blame them. Yeah. Yeah, they start with an A. Yeah. That's all I got there. They've, one word. They've anyways. changed things in ways people don't like. Okay. Yeah. So we've got five-way action. The pot is $1,600. Mm-hmm. The flop is a pretty good one, mostly only for our Papazian. Uh, I mean, Nick Flop's top pair, but it is seven deuce through with two clubs. Yeah. So if you remember the hands, you don't have to. I'll tell you the important ones. Nick does have top pair with seven, six. Our Papazian has ace, eight of clubs for two overs and the nut flush draw. Pretty good spot. Yeah. And Gall has three, four offsuit for some reason for middle pair. Um, all right. So everybody checks to gall. Is there an argument for either art or Nick leading? Um, I think there's more of an
0: argument for art leading than Nick leading. I agree. Um, I think it's reasonable for art to lead for sure, but it's also fine to check in either check call or check race, depending on, you know, you got a lot, you got four other players and we're gonna have the worst position. It's not one of the ways we can try and use our worst position is to check and force everyone else now to act. If no one bets, we're going to bet a lot of turns, depending on the turn. Of course, there can be some like offsuit kings and queens. We're not going to bet. But we're going to bet. We're going to bet a fair amount of turns that are safe. Also, we're going to be we're going to improve a lot on the turn, which is cool. Um, I think it's fine to bet, but I, I don't hate to check at all here. What do you think? I agree. I, in fact, I think
1: with this many players, I'm probably more apt to check than bet a lot of the time, just because your bet is kind of a semi-bluff. You're hoping for a raise or everybody to fold so that you can either three-bet or just win right right there, and it's just too frequent that you're going to get, like, two callers and then be in a bad spot. It's
0: like, now what are we doing on all, all brick turns? Like, yeah. we're just going to keep firing away into the abyss here, and it seems like it's hard, it, like, targeting two players. I don't know, it just seems like a bad way to do it. Versus we check, we can see what everyone's going to do. We can decide if we want to check, raise, or check call. We're not folding unless it goes all in, all in, all in, fine. You know, something crazy like that. So, you know, if there's a huge, huge action in front of us, we can actually get away from it, and that's fine. Uh, or decide not to, actually, depending on how much action there is. Um, I think, yeah, I think a check, pr- or a check is probably uh, optimal here, if I had to pick.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, Nick, I think, we can only bet if he's a bad player <laughs> with top pair here. And a big line? It, yeah. Yeah. He's got too many players behind. He's, his hand is it just doesn't well, play well to anything you know, the only reason to bet as nick
0: is because there's almost no good cards for you on the turn you know yeah but y- you basically just are hoping everybody folds or else you're in bad shape that's true like we well no we could get called by draws right okay so but- we could bet and then see who calls us like if andy calls us it's not super great because he can have over pairs and stuff like that um but the thing you don't want is, Nick, is you don't want to check through necessarily, right? Because now everyone gets a free card, and it's really hard to win, almost no matter what the next card is. True. Unless it's a seven or a six of not clubs. But sometimes that's just how poker of course. has to work. But it's not the end of the world to bet. I, don't, I think you'd want to, if you are going to bet, you'd have to bet small. You know, bet like, it's 1600 bucks in the pot. You bet like 600 and see who's interested, basically, and go from there. But it's like, fine
1: to check. That feels like a bad feel play.
0: Yeah. That's what that feels like to me. Think you should bet like eight hundred no, dollars I feel like you spend. shouldn't bet I mean, we have the best hand a fair amount of the time, and we're What's, just gonna we're just I gonna mean, lose
1: this pot if we don't bet a lot of the time, don't you think So the only value of the best hand is that we're blocking top pair and top set, right, and we also get value from draws. value sort of i guess i mean I mean if clubs call us that doesn't what if count clubs us value? raise us, what are we gonna do?
0: It depends on who it is, you know like. Guys who are really bluffy, we could decide to call if we want to.
1: Guys who are not
0: really bluffy, we should probably just fold. You know? Do you really
1: want to donk into four players with 7-6 on this board? I mean, it's because it's four players that I want to donk. So do you actually think that's optimal
0: to donk? I'm not saying that. I'm, okay. I'm just walking down this path. Okay. Um, no, I, I really haven't decided that at all. In, f- I've, in fact, I almost never bet here. But I'm wondering if it's a, if it's a better idea. Um, because there's four other players, when it gets to Andy, he's not going to see bet you know and it's sort of like the whole thing gets weird it's sort of a protected pot in a lot of ways so it's going to check through a lot more because there's five players seeing the seeing it so like by we we actually protect our hand and protect the pot and charge the draws and get rid of the riffraff just the weird overcards which are going to often turn a better hand than us when we when we let the whole field see the turn instead of just by
1: betting so anyway that's that's the thought process what do you think let's get I mean, around that's all understandable i just think that it's a it's, the heavy assumption there is that it's a protected pot. Like you got players yes. calling with three, four offsuit and you know, some other, it's live with the bike. It's Andy, you know, we can get raised off of our hand pretty yes. easily if we lead, like, especially if this is a common strategy that we have where we're leading kind of a weak one pair hand in spots like this, the more aggressive and apt players are going to definitely start exploiting us in those that, spots.
0: That's fair. I mean, we certainly would have to lead. All our strong hands too for leading hands like
1: this, but we're going to have too many. We're going to have too many many weak hands that we're folding though, because it's too hard to have strong hands. It's not that easy. Uh, um, That's fair.
0: That's fair. Um, We can't. I mean, we're talking about only leading top pairs here, right? Like we're not talking about leading middle pair or something worse than top pair. I don't know how we're in the big blind. So, so we, have a, we have all the suited sevens, I guess, which is a lot of sevens already. Yeah. And then all the connected sevens and the ace sevens yeah. as well. So I guess that's probably, that's going to be too much because the only other strong things we can really have are, I guess we can have bottom two since we're in the big blind and closing and the And we can shape. have sets. We can have sets. No, we can have monster combo draws. Like a monster combo draw is fine to lead because then yeah. we can three bet with that and whatever. We're just too heavy with the bet folds of hands that have actual value though then. Right. So we no, so we can't do it with all of our top pair hands for sure, but but we could consider doing it with some, right? Like if we wanna lead at all, we wanna lead with some very strong hands, we wanna lead with some very weak hands. Um, and then I think we wanna lead with a little bit of value, like normal value too. Like we I mean, want uh, does it really count as value? Yes, it's top pair, it's value. It's more like protection, right? I mean it's not. Like we bet if we bet what's gonna happen in this hand, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna call? Uh, Art might raise. Art might raise. Gall's definitely going to call, right? Yeah. We know. We know is going to call. Okay, so that would count as value, right? Middle pair just called when we bet top pair. It
1: wouldn't count as value once we fold to Art's raise. That's one thing at a time. You're saying, does
0: it count as value? We're betting and getting called by a worse hand. That That's value.
1: But the majority of the times we get called, it's either a hand that is far better than ours or a hand that has a lot of equity against us we don't know where we are and those bad turn cards come anyway. Of course,
0: I completely agree. This is all problematic. And by the way though, you're assuming Art's going to raise if we bet, Gaul calls, Art raises. I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's really different if it checks to Gaul, which is by the way what happens. I know we haven't gotten to this yet. It checks to Gaul, Gaul bets and Art raises just to spoil that part. Um, but like that's really different where Gaul doesn't have to have very much cuz everyone checked to him on the button, right? Versus the small blind bets, the small blind's the guy who's sort of got the most of this board the big blind the big blind excuse me right that's even right he's the guy who can have the two pair more than almost anyone else he can have all the two pair hands not all but So more. we're like overrepping one pair then no i'm not saying that i'm saying it's harder for art you're assuming art's just going to check raise us automatically uh, well, i don't know if necessary. that's true okay that's all i'm talking about like you're assuming an action from art okay based, it's not a, he's going to call some he's going to check call. based on these players sure.
1: perceived ranges though the yeah. majority of the time we get called it's not going to be a three it's going to be a seven and it's usually a better seven or it's going to be an overpair
0: um, it's going to be those things and it's going to be draws.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: No, I mean, a lot of the time it's going to be it's the, the real problem with betting here is we bet. And when we get called, we're almost always out of position. We wouldn't be against artists, as it turns out, but we're almost always out of position. And unless we improve, it's going to be really hard to bet again. I guess we could decide to bet again and continue to charge draws on brick turns. And, but we put ourselves in weird spots, really, really right. weird spots.
1: Like, I think maybe taking a step back, we're not really playing seven, six of hearts in the big blind for this flop. Right. Like that's not really, so we don't have to care that much about this flop just because we flop top pair when it's a five-way
0: pot. That's fair. That's fair. On the other hand, we have the best hand a
1: majority of the time, I would say. That's tough to say, five ways. A majority of the time, I think so. I think so. Do we have the most equity the majority of the time? That's a great question.
0: Um... I probably not, right? Which is so,
1: probably a better question than do we have the best hand. Yeah, that's right? fair.
0: Um, probably not because sometimes there's over pairs and sometimes there's draws with overcards. And a draw with an overcard basically has us, you know, has about the same amount of equity. Yeah. And anytime someone has two clubs and overcards like Art does, they definitely have more equity than we do. Of course, there's other hands that are beating us as well. There are better sevens, which is way worse for us than an over pair. There's, there's problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, we should be careful when using nomenclature like best hand because... Yeah. The way I interpret that is kind of like a noobish thing where you hear bad players talk about it, you know, where they're like, I know I have the best hand, you know, but you, you know what they mean is like, I have like a terrible hand that has no equity against the field I'm against. And mm-hmm. they don't understand necessarily that equity is more important than that. Just think like if we're not leading with this hand,
0: we're leading with some of our very strong hands. We're not leading at all. We're just never leading. That doesn't sound right. I mean, a lot of people never lead in the spot. Right. I think they're incorrect to do that. I think that's a mistake. Okay. Like, don't, I think as soon as you take all your, as soon as you take all of your arrows out of your quiver, like this particular quiver, like no one ever has to worry about you leading. It's never an issue. No one ever has to solve that problem. You, it's nothing they ever to like think about. I think that's a problem. I think you're supposed to have every arrow in your quiver. I'm now not you sure. may very
1: you may use them very rarely, but I think you're supposed to have them. Well, if we're going to use. Yeah. i a lead rarely here. I don't want to include this hand. Okay, that. that's fine. That's fine. I think it's a really bad hand to include. Okay. Are we in agreement on that, or are you not sure yet?
0: I mean, I'm not sold on it, but I don't think I ever have led in this spot with this kind of a hand, having said all that. You know what I mean? And like with of this many players, and I would be checking all day. So I've always done it that way, but I, I've been one. I don't know. I wonder about these kinds of spots. And I understand bad players lead, but that doesn't mean a good player couldn't lead also in and have plans and do it well. You know what I mean? Depending on who your opponent is and what they do.
1: Yeah. I just think we're leading too much if we're leading this hand.
0: I mean, we don't have to lead all sevens. We That's can true. lead some sevens.
1: That's true.
0: Man. We, we can have some. So that way, you know, if someone decides to hero us because they feel like we're only leading super strong hands and um, draws, monster draws, that means they can call with two sixes. Or something, or two fives, or something like that, because they're either crushed or are ahead. And if the board runs out clean, they might decide to hero us. You know, not that the, not that we're going to go bet, bet, bet anyway with this hand. No, awareness. that's never. We're happening. not doing that, actually. But um, but we can get value from a hand like two fives potentially. I don't know if we can five ways unless it's like on the button or already paps though. Yeah, like, he's not calling with two fives. Most if people we are bet. folding two yeah. fives. Yeah, neither the yeah, that's true. Anyway, I'm still wondering about this kind of a thing. I wonder a lot about you know donking, and I wonder a lot about sort of trying to take less traditional lines. Um, like we used to talk about, now we've started to talk about again, like check-raising against certain players with, and with a depolarized range on flops and all that kind of stuff, Where meaning like you're going to check-raise top pair in a spot where in the old days we never would have done that because what are you going to get called by? But now people are heroing more. and you know, yeah. I, think, I think you need to have these arrows at least available to you in your, in your mind quiver. Mind quiver, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I don't know. Because it's me, not a real quiver. It's just it's just an imaginary Well, if mind.
1: we're using metaphors, to me it feels... Yeah. Well, this is a simile, I guess, because I'm going to use the word like. It feels like we're, if we're leading a hand like this, it feels like we're stepping into a boggy marsh and we don't know what's under the water and we're just yeah. hoping that an eel doesn't bite our genitals. You know? I mean, like
0: That's true. But that's really true in a lot of spots in poker, isn't it? I mean, where, you, where yeah. you're like, I'm not really sure what's like. I Like most of the time when you bet, you're like, I really hope Neil doesn't bite my genitals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, but isn't that is true? this going to be a new poker
1: guy's <laughs> phrase? I think it is.
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean? That genital bite from the, those. Have you ever seen a Mori Eels teeth, by well, the way? Those things are, do are not terrifying. Keep your genitals away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, but like so many bets, you're like, don't raise, don't raise, don't raise, don't raise. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be horrible. Even when you have something, you know you fly, you have ace ten. You flop an ace, and you bet, and it's like yeah. it's it's sort of the same thing. I mean, admittedly, admittedly, this is a murkier bog because we're betting into so many people. And I'm not
1: saying I'm not I'm really not advocating for this. I'm just wondering about it. That's fair. You're allowed to wonder. That's what this show is all about. And actually. I, I guess Nick is only a half garbage human because he we talked about him for a long time now. So congratulations, Nick. yeah, Nick. Well done. All right, so let's let's continue. So
0: Nick. Nick checks. <laughs> <laughs> of course he checks. Everyone checks here, including me. Go ahead.
1: Everybody <laughs> checks to Gall on the button with his 3-4 on the 7-deuce-3-2-club board. He has yeah. the four of clubs also, mm-hmm. which is, you know, something. Yep. He bets 1K. It's not crazy for him to bet at this point. I like a bet here by Gall. Yeah. Into 1,600.
0: For really the same reasons we're talking about Nick betting with the 7-6, except now everyone's checked yeah, it's with a, it, a lot more information. It's,
1: it's a lot different, I feel. Of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. Like, we know Andy checked. That's a big deal.
0: Right. Andy yeah. checked. And then the two people behind him, one person behind him checked yeah. also. Right? That's a big deal, too. Yeah. Really big deal. Yeah.
1: So the question is now to Artie Paps. Should I do? raise or should I call yeah. with my two overs and flush draw? Yeah. A lot has to do with what we think about Gall. If we have full equity, we need full equity to raise, right?
0: I mean, we've got overs in the nut flush draw. We don't need that much fold equity, but we would like
1: some. I mean, I assume we have some fold equity, but yes,
0: yes. Um, we'd love to have fold. We'd love to take it down right now. That would be awesome. The thing we don't want to have happen is for Gall to, you know, re-raise big, you know, because then we could put ourselves in a bad spot. But that's not going to happen very often, right? No, not usually. I mean, he has two sevens. We might get blown off the hand sometimes, but okay.
1: Yeah, it's not so bad to uh, to thin the field a little bit. Yeah, I mean, often if if he bets and we call, the field's going to thin itself. That's true. Like, also, thin, what else? The is, field doesn't have as much value when we have the nut flush draw.
0: Exactly. Like, what are we? What are we afraid of calling? Like, the only person who we're really worried about at all is Nick, right? Like, yeah. Andy's almost never calling, and neither is the guy who's behind Andy who had the queen jack of diamonds. Those guys are almost never calling once we call, unless they have clubs and decided not to bet, and we want them to call if they have clubs. Yeah. So. Not a lot of value in that. So the only real value is trying to win the pot now or set up a spot to tell a story to win the pot later, which is reasonable anyway. Yeah. we've got a lot of equity. We can improve. Also, when we're out of position, if a club comes, we get to continue rather than us either betting suddenly out of nowhere or checking and him checking it back and the pot getting smaller.
1: Yeah, I think it makes sense to raise for for those reasons. Also, because if a club comes, like you're saying, like it's going to be, we're, we want to win more money if a club mm-hmm. comes, not less. So I think raising is perfectly reasonable here.
0: I think it's fine to raise here for sure, but it's not about thinning the field, and it's important to keep that in mind um, because it looks like it's about thinning the field because there's so many people. And like when I first see it, when I first saw the video, I assumed it was about thinning the field as much as anything without thinking about it much because with that many players out of position, that's sort of what you'd expect, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, almost no one's going to be able to call in a seven deuce three two club board when we have the ace headed clubs, even if we just call. So it's not really. Yeah. But it's it's in some ways it makes sense though as Artie paps if an ace comes it's going to go check check if an eight comes it might go check check Mm -hmm. so like in a club almost certainly it's going to go check check unless we lead in any of these spots so hard to get value when we improve anyway so why not get more value when we improve and also take it down sometimes right now even when we don't and also by the way now it's harder for the big blind to call and he's the guy he's the only guy left who we don't really know about right he's the guy who can have a reasonable hand which it turns out he does.
1: He does, but if we raise, he's going to have to fold that hand. Yeah. And uh, Art does raise. He makes it 3,700. hundred. Can't I don't have a problem with that. Nope. It seems fine. Everyone folds to Gall on the button. Yeah. Now, Gall has to make a decision here. Art is mostly repping sets. Yep. It's hard for him to have any two-pair hand, and he's not going to do it with a seven. Is it possible Art could have the deuce three of suited? It's uh, Yeah, that's possible, I but guess. It's
0: unlikely, and we also have a three in our hand. So, so there's one combo left because it's two two different
1: it is uh, suits for the deuce and the three. Okay, so that's one combo.
0: So that's not a whole lot to worry about. There's yeah. one combo of that, and there's one combo of pocket threes, and then there's three combos of deuces and three combos of sevens. So there's you know there's eight combos total of value, and I guess Art could have an overpair and decide to raise too thin the field specifically
1: when now. Andy checks he's like and then Pralad checks yeah most of the time nobody has an overpair. Right, So mm-hmm. like if Art has 8s or 9s, he could play them like that.
0: He could decide to do that, right? Yeah, He um, could even maybe have 10s there and do that, and, and assume he's just almost always ahead. Yeah. And it's a pretty easy fold if you get re-raised by Gaul, right? Yeah. Unless you know Gaul is crazy, and then it's pretty easy not fold.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like that idea as Art, like 8s, 9s, and 10s being in our re-raising range here it's not a horrible idea you're gonna
0: blow smaller clubs out of the water they're just not gonna be able to call like if um nick has clubs he's gonna have to fold
1: them right but mostly nobody else has clubs because they've already decided to check after after andy checks Mm -hmm. and then this is the thinning the field has real value here because
0: if again though i don't know how many people are really calling behind us anyway once we call and call bets
1: and we call like andy's not calling right He's just gonna fold. Well, Gall is clearly a loosey-goosey type guy. He has three, four offsuit. Yeah, but we called, so we have something. Right. I know. What I'm saying is we might be able to get a lot of value out of golf from a lot of oh. hands with hands like eights, nines, and tens.
0: Got it. Okay, yeah. that's great. Especially on a wet board like this, wet-ish yeah. board like this. If he's gonna if he's gonna decide to hero at all, if he's even a little bit of a station, I like this raise even more, especially at a position.
1: But that's not what art has. He has AC at clubs. Right. Um so As Gall, though, we might not be thinking he could have 8s, 9s, or 10s here. We might be putting him on more of a polarized range. I would be doing that without, you know, in the the moment, for sure. Right. So Gall does call, and I think that's reasonable, but there are a couple problems already. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, We're going to have to continue calling either way most of the time, right? Like, Art's going to keep betting most of the time. Doesn't mean we have to
0: continue calling each time. No, but... we're supposed to what are supposed to shave like 30% off our calling range as we go down the, you know, up the triangle and, you know, get closer and closer to the river and on the river. So Certainly
1: I agree, but if Art has an actual polarized range, yeah. The majority of the time he's going to keep betting with both of those things. Agreed. So that's a bit of an issue.
0: And it's going to be pretty it should be relatively obvious to us if his if that if the part of the polarized range that we're beating improves or not, right? Yeah. Cuz it's like ace four of clubs, four five of clubs, um
1: and not flush draw. You know? We have the four of clubs. That was another okay, thing I was going to bring up, which I um, think is you know not exactly great. Nope, it's we really not. We don't like having the four of clubs because that removes a lot of the combo draws that Art could have here. I mean, yeah, the only
0: two main ones he can have here, I guess, are like ace four of clubs and four five of clubs. Probably up. four that, six of
1: clubs. Also, okay, okay, I'll give you
0: four of six. So those are the three, which are key, yeah, key draws for sure. So Art can sell five six of clubs, ace five of clubs. Ace exit clubs as overs or just just overs and and a flush draw right,
1: but his most likely flush draw raises are are the low flush draws that are combo draws because they have no immediate value and they have a lot of ways to improve and we block those mm-hmm. pretty heavily, which is a problem. He can
0: also have, I guess we talked about this four five suited. No, no, we talked about we talked about the two pair. So he can have other four five suiteds potentially, are, potentially. There are um, three combos of yeah. that because he he might play these that way as well. Right, he might than just call. Especially, that's actually, I even like that better. The four or five suitors, which are the most vulnerable of everything. Yeah. And not clubs specifically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think it's reasonable for Gall to call here, but it's also like, this is not a good spot. No, it's not. But I think you're right. Especially as Gall, we would know if we're the kind of guy who, when when
0: everyone checks us, if we're we're betting a lot or if we're only betting when we have something. If we're betting a lot, we really do have to call. Yeah. If if we're only betting when we have something, this goes, now we're going to, this is going to be one of the worst hands we're going to have here. We could decide to fold right now. And yep. that's fine, too, especially when we have the four clubs in our hand. But uh, but I think in general, it's okay to call this. At
1: least we block middle set also. That's nice.
0: Yeah, and we're in position, which is cool. It gives us a little more, you know, makes it a little harder on art and a little easier for us. Yeah. Right. All so, right. So, so we'll be able to check back. So Gaul does call the
1: 3700. Yeah. And now there's 9K in the pot. Okay. And a place you should play online poker is Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Because? Because Gaul might be playing there. You got to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And you know what else is playing there? Um, fish. That's
0: exactly right. Yeah. That's where the Artie Paps extravaganza is happening. It's happening in cyberspace this he time. He only
1: accepts Bitcoin because Nitrogen is a Bitcoin-only poker site, which is great because you get super fast withdrawals. Now, that's not true for all poker sites that use Bitcoin, though. Almost Sometimes none of them. You, you know, mostly just Nitrogen, right? To our knowledge. To our knowledge.
0: It, admittedly, it's been a while since we've been on a bunch of other poker yeah. sites. But yes, to our knowledge, this is the,
1: basically as fast as It's it like gets. an hour to 90 minutes to get all of your money out, any yeah. amount of money that you want from yeah. Nitrogen. And there's zero fee unless you do it more than once a week. And then the fee is extremely small. Other sites... They take at least twenty four hours, sometimes a lot longer for Bitcoin, even.
0: And to be clear, when we say the fee is extremely small, we're talking like under a dollar. Yeah, if this is have to be the second withdrawal of the week, as opposed to those other sites when they send you checks or something like that, they'll sometimes charge you ten, fifteen bucks.
1: Oh, when they every send withdrawal you checks. Give me a break. That sometimes doesn't even ever come. Yeah, yeah, that's. It. I've had that happen. You know? So we all have, man. Yeah, have. <laughs> it just never comes. Yeah. You're just waiting. Just waiting and waiting. Um, That doesn't happen at Nitrogen. And also what does happen at Nitrogen is exclusive Poker Guys events, such as our monthly tournament. Yes. So fun. It's so wonderful. We play poker, and you guys are invited. Yeah, and if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen, you get access to that tournament. If you don't, you don't get access. The tournament has a guarantee that would need 1,000 players for the guarantee to be met We've only ever had about eighty at most. Yeah. So there's free money out there on nitrogen. Get on there. Get (laughs) get yourself on there. Um, One of the things I love about that particular ad that
0: we just did is we melded the Artie Paps experience, which is a fictional event, to our until
1: we make it a reality nitrogen
0: (laughs) ad, which is nitrogen is a real thing. We put them together and just went with it. I think that was. How great exciting. would it be
1: if, like, a month from now, we, yeah. we had really gotten into this whole fictional event. We're, like, sending our Papazian e-cards with invites to the Artie Papazian <laughs> extravaganza <laughs> in the Yukon featuring Fish. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, you know, we could talk to Nitro about sponsoring something like that.
1: Yeah, they might they might want to throw some They probably out. want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. They're pretty open to stuff. They are. Yeah. They sponsored our vlog, our World Series vlog. Yeah, go watch that if you haven't watched that. It's actually quite good. Yeah. Professional good. videographers and stuff, yeah.
0: They they edit it, not us, so it's way better than our normal videos. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. music is better, it's shot better, everything's better.
1: Yep, anyway. Back yep. to the hand, okay. 9k in the pot. We got Gaul with three four offsuit on a seven deuce three board, having called the check raise of art, who has ace eight of clubs. Yes, the turn is the ten of hearts. Okay, really doesn't change anything unless Gaul has seven ten uh suited, should be suited, but maybe he would have offsuit. I don't know. Um, from, yes. It also
0: could change if, if RDP had exactly eight, nine of clubs, he now turns open-ended.
1: Or if he had pocket tens and actually was oh, check okay. raising with that, now he has a set. Okay. But there's not too much out there. No, there's not too much out there. So as Art, do you want to continue betting? I think we have to. Yeah. I, I think, think RN is way too good not to continue betting. Right. And we also would love our opponent to fold.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also,
1: like, there's that horrible situation where you check and your opponent bets too much for you to call with the AC out of clubs here, and you're like, well, there goes all that equity. I mean, we could decide to play this hand differently. We could check, hope he bets, and then check raise
0: again. Like, the second check raise, super powerful, really hard for him to continue. That is a high-variance way to do it, but yeah. yeah. But but the thing is, what's nice about if we bet here, if, if we size this right, we actually set up a pot size shove on the river, which is pretty sweet.
1: Mm, we're gonna have to size it pretty big. Yeah, how much is in there? There's nine thousand. Uh, there's nine thousand in there, and we and have how much? Uh, we have about forty thousand.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. It's not gonna be super easy, but we can get close at least. We got, oh, we got a bet near pot actually to pull that off. You're right. We're not gonna do that, right? That seems like just crazy. Yeah. All right, so whatever we can we can make a big bet on the not a pot size show, but we can bet big on the river if okay. we do this and. Sort of look like we're betting near, near the full amount of, you know, we have to do pot. But we could bet like 7,000 here. And it's going to be really hard to call with
1: most of this guy's hands,
0: right? Mm-hmm. In theory, at least.
1: Uh, another thing that's nice is we didn't get three bet on the flop. So yeah. Gaul rarely has a set. He doesn't have a set very often. That's
0: great. We know he has pretty much no two pairs. So now we're talking about either he's got clubs, which is great. Yeah, or he's got a one pair hand of some sort. Maybe like, he's got two eights. We'd something.
1: expect him to have something more like what Nick had, like six seven suited, or yeah, or two eights. I feel like two eights is like really a. Except we blocked that, so oh yeah, fine. Two nines. Yeah, two nines. But that feels like the hand to
0: me, the mo- most likely hand of all the hands. Two nines. If I had to pick, if I knew n-
1: Gaul. Yeah, and we know he has three, four off. I'd put him more on a seven than. Two I agree. Yeah. I
0: completely agree. But no, you know, not knowing anything about him at this point, that I would, I would assume he had like a baby overpair, like yeah. a, sl- a slight overpair to the board. Perhaps maybe as high as tens or even jacks, but that would be it, right? Well, tens would be a real problem. Yeah, that's certain to set. So well, we're gonna find that out in a hurry. If you know, if we bet and we get raised, we can fold to a raise if we bet. Depending, well, we can or we can re-raise, depending what we want to do. Yep, usually fold though. Yeah, usually fold, especially because our re-raise isn't going to have a lot of. In fact, we're not going to make fold equity if we, uh, if we move in. We'll right? have a little bit. We, met, we, we bet 5000 He raises to 12000 I guess we move in for forty total. We still have fold equity. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, Art's going to bet, bet 6800 and just be like fold, 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 this fold, fold. This just doesn't fold. seem
0: like the kind of hand you should be check raising and giving up on. We have too much equity to yeah, do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, if we had like the 4-5 off suit... We might, or a, ch- or a gut shot, we might decide to give up on some of those. I think those like, we should be dropping some of our lower equity hands right now. Mm-hmm. But our higher equity hands, we should absolutely continue with.
1: Well, Art's gonna bet 6,800. Cool. Well, Gall's in a bad spot now. He's got the 3 4. Yeah. The deuce 3 seven ten 10 board. Uh, the flush draw has missed. He does block the flush draw with the four of clubs in his hand, which is a problem. He blocks middle set with a three. Yeah. What do you wanna do as Gall?
0: I mean, my initial hit is throw your damn hand away. Yeah, that's what I wanna do. Um let's
1: see if we can find a way to justify a call here. Um there's more combos of flush draws than sets and straight draws. Yeah, flush draws and like there's a lot more
0: draws. It seems like there's a lot more bluffs than there is value, assuming Art's playing a lot of his bluffs this way. Right. Now I don't know how much I don't know how often he's really playing is he playing all his club draws like this, or is he playing some of his club draws? I would guess he's playing some like this.
1: Right. And the game theory perspective says fold, like you were talking about earlier, like you have to drop off thirty percent of your range yeah. with each subsequent aggressive action. We could have dropped off the three, four even on the flop because we, there was a check raise, which is a significant bad event for our hand. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um but this is a this is a further significant bad event, further aggression. This feels like it falls squarely in the 30% that we would drop off if we still had it on the flop.
0: Also, we're supposed to be doing this as a way to defend against Art being bluffy, but how bluffy is Art? I yeah. understand he doesn't have it here right yet. But he has a high equity hand. He's almost always going to show up with a high equity hand. Right? Yeah. He's not check raising the field without a high equity hand. I got to believe. I mean, could he ever have ace four off and be doing this? Or ace four? No, no, sorry. It'd be an ace four suited with like the back door instead of the club. So it's like ace four spades or
1: something. Could he ever yeah, have that? Maybe, maybe, and then. But maybe he just why why do that when it's five players in the hand? Like maybe not. Yeah, he may just not do that
0: at all. He may yeah. just throw his hand away, and not worry about it. Right, right. But yeah, but it isn't like it's Garrett Adelstein who's doing this. Where no. we're like, maybe I just have to call down with all my reasonable hands here because it's Garrett. Yeah, that makes more sense. Or it's Dan Zach, and who knows what he's doing? So I actually, if, if it's Dan Zach, I would actually just retreat into game theoryville and just use distribution and just do whatever game theory says. So I don't have to well, you would never
1: out. have three, four offs in the first place. Of but, course. Yeah.
0: Of course. But I'm saying that's how I would make the, my decisions against those. guys. Garrett, I'd probably be much more apt to hold on against. RDP, I'd be worried that he just doesn't have enough bluffs here. Maybe yep. he does, but I would be. Wor- I haven't seen him doing that many bluffs.
1: Well, I want to fold, but Gall doesn't want to. Yeah. So he calls, which is correct in the moment, but feels bad. It
0: feels bad. It feels like Arch is going to turn over two sevens like all day here. Yep. Or, by the way,
1: you know, River a better hand than us, which yeah, he's going to do a lot. It would be nice if we actually had equity against some of his value, too, to mm-hmm. make this call. Like, just in case he actually has his value, that we're not drawing dead against it, but we are drawing dead against his value at this point. Right. We absolutely are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I mean, could he have two jacks and just...
1: It's so much more likely that once we get to jacks, that he's going to three-bet preflop. When I agree. And he opens. You two know.
0: nines? Could he have two nines and be betting the turn? I think he could. I don't think the 10 has to slow him
1: down. Maybe,
0: yeah. So then we have equity against two nines. Yeah. Two eights. Those are like the hands we have But we also
1: have like not good equity against
0: those hands. No, we do not. It's true. Like it's not enough. No. At least we have some. We're not drawing dead against those hands. That's all. Like we have like 12%. I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's correct. Yeah. 12%, man. Um, But, you know, maybe also we're thinking as Gaul. if a club comes, we could bluff it. Oh, yeah, and he that's checks. A, that's a great plan. Well, it's a great oh, plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. But I'm just saying, like, if, if like, certain cards come, he could check, and then we could, like, we could turn our hand into a bluff if he checks. Because then if he checks, either we're already winning, it doesn't matter, or we're way behind. I mean, I guess that's always the case, right? We're really chopping. Yeah. But, um, but I, think, I would think it would be a mistake if, if Art checks on a club for us to check back.
1: I think it's well, a mistake. That's quite an ambitious plan you got there. Yeah, I don't like it. But I'm. I don't. I don't think we should be here. I don't like calling. But that's like the Jurassic Park plan after the disasters already happened. To be like, you know what we should do? What the same thing where we put dinosaurs in, in place with people. We're gonna do it at least five <laughs> more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's
0: there's uh, there's site B. So let's create a new. Th- By the way, so this is what happened with Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. They decide they're going to have this dinosaur theme park, which is great. You know, God bless. Who doesn't love dinosaurs? Kids love those things. But they're going to be real dinosaurs. That's a little bit of an issue, but we'll get back to it. <laughs> they bring in a chaotician, Dr. Ian Malcolm, played wonderfully by Jeff Goldblum, of course, who says, don't do this. Life finds a way. It's yeah. going to be a huge mistake. Okay, they ignore him. Fine. I would ignore him, too. I want to, have, I want to be you know, the guy with a the dinosaur theme park. Of Everyone course. does, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. So you do it. Okay, it it goes poorly. (laughs) A little poorly. People die. (laughs) A lot of people die. Samuel Jackson goes down very badly. The raptors turn out to be a little smarter than you hoped. They really kill everybody. They really are quite violent. It goes very... As you'd expect dinosaurs to be, it goes very, very badly. Okay. Congratulations. Some of us made it off. Jurassic Park 2 happens. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jurassic Park 2 is actually not about creating a second theme park, I'm happy to say. Jurassic Park 2 is about... Well, it's not great though. It's still a really bad idea. <laughs> it's, let's go to the park, find some of the animals, or I think it's site B, but whatever. Go to wherever some more di- those dinosaurs were created are. Capture them, take them back to the mainland, and sell them for stuff. You know, use them for stuff. Let's bring a T Rex back to California and assume that's going to work out. After we've already seen what happened when we don't bring them back to California, how it kills everything. So that was really questionable, right?
1: That's a, yeah.
0: I don't know what happened in Jurassic park three. Cause I didn't, there's see
1: some it. OSHA problems here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then we move forward to Jurassic <laughs> world, which is basically Jurassic park all over again. They've got a new park with yep. new dinosaurs and it's, Way worse than the time. <laughs> a lot more people die. They decide let's make a T-Rex, but let's make it way smarter than And before. it can turn invisible. <laughs> That's right. It's got camouflage. Let's let's also the the thing what we know is the raptors are really smart and good at killing humans and like can figure out how to like open doors and shit. So let's make the T Rex smart like the raptors <laughs> as well as invisible. This is a great idea. So they do that. So a lot more people die. like like ten times more people die in that movie than do in the other movie. So yeah. so then <laughs> the fifth movie comes out. Now, I know they have to keep making these movies because they're making a lot of money. But the fifth movie, the idea, harkens back really to the second movie where it's like, let's go. Let's get a lot of these really dangerous dinosaurs. <laughs> let's bring them back to California and let's sell them to people. It's like by the way, we don't even care who we're selling them to. We're selling them to, like, mob bosses and, like, just anyone who's got money. You can buy a Raptor. And by the <laughs> way, let's upgrade the Raptors and make them even smarter and more dangerous and then sell them. So that's what they do. And I don't know if you've seen this movie. I'm going to spoil it a little bit. It goes really badly, and a lot of people die. <laughs> like, a lot of people fucking die. And uh, so, yeah, it's sort of like the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. Keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result.
1: Yeah, and that's what uh, it feels like Gal's doing here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. I will say the Jurassic World movies,
1: all, although incredibly
0: stupid, also fun.
1: Not a sponsor. Yeah. All right. So, golf calls, <laughs> expecting the dinosaurs to be peaceful this time, I that's guess. Right. This is the
0: time we're going to successfully make billions of dollars. You'll see. You'll yep. all see. And by the way, Dr. E. Malcolm makes an appearance oh. and says, kill them all. Kill all the dinosaurs in the fifth one.
1: Doesn't right. matter. I mean, it's kind of like the Renaissance, but we're in the Gold Bloomissance. I feel like that's true. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Man, that guy. I, I mean, who doesn't want to see Jeff
0: Goldblum in anything? Fools. Yeah. I mean, he was such a delight in the Thor movie. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I rewatched the Thor movie on Netflix and only watched the, like, pretty much the funny parts, which was mostly Jeff Goldblum, you know? By the way, just a little tip for our listeners. <laughs> Go online and find the deleted scenes from Thor Ragnarok, because there's like two great Jeff Goldblum scenes.
1: Great. Anyway. Back to the hand. <laughs> From the horse's mouth. There it is. All right. Yeah. So $22,600 in the pot. Art's got ace eight of clubs. Yes. Gall's got three four offsuit with the four of clubs. Yes. The flop was seven deuce three. Gall called a check raise. The turn was a 10, not of clubs, of hearts. Art bet again. Gall called again. Mm-hmm. 22600 in the pot. Rivers the jack of hearts. Yes. Art has missed. Yes, he has. This is a sad time for Art not great, not a great spot. Now, my initial hit on this is art has to go for it here. Yeah. Because Gall never took an aggressive action except for betting the flop. It feels like he never has two pair better. I mean, is Gall really going to call down with two nines right now?
0: Cuz it'd be very hard to do that. If we bet if we bet, you know, how much is in the pot now? Like 25k. 22. 22. So if we bet 20,000 on the river, is he really just going to call with two nines like maybe he will, but like we're going to bet 20k. We're going to bet something like that with two sevens, right? We need to have some hands we balance with. This is a great one to do it with. Yeah. Now, we do block some of the hands we want him to have that are easy folds, like club draws, but whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just feels like he's pretty capped. He's got like one pair, like you're saying, so, so, so yeah. often. And turns out he has a really bad one pair.
0: I guess he could have exactly jack 10 of clubs, and that's going to be a problem for us. Yes. That will not work out. But oh well. I guess he could have eight, nine of clubs. Too, but we could have those hands. We don't, but um, fine. So those are. It's not going to work against those two combos, but everything else might work against.
1: Yeah. Also, Gaul is likely going to, not likely, but often going to raise eight nine of clubs on the turn. Yep. Sometimes at least. Yeah. Some of those guys, though, the guys who like call with three four pre and
0: don't call and also, don't fold he when can't you Can't have eight race. nine of
1: clubs, by the way. We have the eight. Of clubs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's really just Jack ten of clubs. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. He's not going to raise that on the turn. No. Well, I guess, I mean, he might. He but shouldn't. Yeah, he shouldn't. And I would guess those kind of guys who, like, call with 3-4 often don't raise on the turn anyway, even when they're probably supposed to. Anyway, go
1: on. So, Art decides he is going to go for it. Yeah, I And like he it. goes for it in the way that a head honcho might go for it. I don't know why I called it that. Whoa. I just okay. wanted to say head honcho. That's, well, you did. It's a phrase that needs to come back.
0: What's the name of the guy who was the, uh, the head honcho of Jurassic Park? Do you remember? Sir? No. Yeah, I don't care. I don't, I don't know. know either. Anyway, go on. But he combined the frog DNA with stuff. Um, well, that, that was Dr. Henry Wu, who who like was the scientist. Oh, right, the right, guy. Right. It's just the guy who bankrolled it. You oh, know, right, you had that's the vision. Completely different dude,
1: Sir Richard Attenborough. But please continue. <laughs> Art goes for it in a big way. Yeah, he goes for all of it. He moves in for thirty three k. Yeah, which is the same stack that Gall has. Interesting. There's twenty two thousand six hundred in the pot. Yeah. Does he need to make it this big? No. You think it's a mistake? I, I do. Um, what story are we telling now? We're saying we have a set and we want
0: to get called, I guess. By what? Yeah. Like, let's bet 15 or 20 K. Now I
1: believe that story. 33 K is like, what in the world are you supposed to have that you play just like this? Well, it makes a lot of sense if the initial life with the bike thing was right. And Gall actually only has 10 K left. Yes. Then it makes perfect sense. Although if that's the case, then art's done a very poor job with sizing. Exactly. He shouldn't have made it seven K on the turn.
0: Um, he shouldn't have made it 37K on the flop. He should have sized to like 3K on the flop, bet like 6K on the turn, he can shove the yeah. river, something like that, right? Yeah. And Art's good enough to know how to do that. Right. So that's why I think, I don't know, this This is a massive overbet, and we do often say like people don't bluff enough with these massive overbets. He's betting one and a half times the pot. That's cool. At the same point, it's really hard to come up with hands you can get called by. I mean, it looks like if you had a set of sevens, I might check because I'd be worried that the club draw is just going to fold if I bet. And I don't know what he's supposed to have that he can call me with. You know? Yep. Is he going to hero with two eights or two nines when a ten
1: and a jack comes? I don't know. If I well, bet a lot, it's possible that Art balances this quite well. Yeah. You know, it is possible. That okay. Because he plays a lot of cash games with with these people. Sure. So he might have a pretty. Well-balanced 1.5x pot shoving I edge. hope he does. I don't yeah. know if he does. I hope he does. Well, let's assume that he does for a second, because the more interesting decision is Gaul's. Yeah. Because Art's gone for it, right? So okay. as Gaul, what are we worried about? Now, the value range has expanded that Art could have. On the flop, it was mostly just sets. Yes. And the Deuce three, the one combo of Deuce 3 suited. Mm-hmm. We could probably remove the combo of Deuce 3 suited at this point. Yeah, I don't think he's going to shove 33,000 with Deuce yeah. 3 suited. All the sets, I think, if he's got a shoving range here for value, which he should, because he's obviously got a bluff shoving range here. Um, There's the seven combos of the flop sets. Yep. And then we have potentially a set of tens. Maybe set of tens, maybe set of jacks. But sometimes he three bets those, sometimes he doesn't check-raise those. Yeah. So, like, one to two combos of those combined. Yeah, okay. Then we have eight, nine of clubs, which is a straight. Clear. And the nuts. Yeah, and the yep. jack-ten of clubs. And jack-ten of clubs, which is going to have to go for it. I agree, for yeah. sure. So.
0: One, two, like nine, ten, like eleven combos of value.
1: Yeah, and that's it, right? We now, like is it that possible? Anymore. Is Art good enough and aware enough about Gall that he adds Ace Jack of Clubs into this range? I don't. I I would guess he. I would guess
0: the answer he, is he's not aware enough about Gall because I believe if he knew enough about Gaul, he wouldn't be making this play. Okay. So my guess is after this hand is over, he's going to know more about Gaul and he's going to have different kinds of plans, but that's my guess. Okay. What do you think? I
1: think you're probably right. Um, but it's an interesting thought. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Uh, I think if we, if we know enough about Gaul to make this play with ace
0: Jack of clubs, we would shut down with the ace at clubs on the river. Yeah. We're like, he's going to call me with one pair and ace Jack is always good here against this guy. Easy move in spot. Like, you just don't, you don't make as many bluffs against a guy like mm-hmm. that, right? Right. You don't worry about being balanced. Right. You're yep. like, give up. <laughs> yep. No reason to do anything. Or, or bet 15K, because 33K and 15K are the
1: same thing to this guy. Yep. He's completely price insensitive anyway. Right. That is possible. Yeah. All right. So, as Gaul, I really want to fold. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, although we didn't name a ton of value combos, it's enough, and they all make sense. True. Now, we can still come up with a bunch of bluffs, I will say. Yeah.
0: A bunch of them, right? Like, yeah. I don't know how many times he's got clubs that he plays this way and straight draws that he plays this way, but obviously we know it's a,
1: at least some, yeah. right? Um, and it could be a lot. It could be. I don't know. I feel like Art is probably, now this is just making an assumption, I might not put him on non-nut flush draws too often. When he's raising into four opponents on the flop. He might be afraid of, like, lighting equity on fire by doing that.
0: Because there are other people with the nut flush draw Right, out there. yeah.
1: Or combo draws for, or nut flush draws.
0: There aren't too many um, nut flush draws out there, though. Because the nut flush draw is... Right. Andy and
1: has it... What do you mean, right? I mean, uh, that would be bad for Gaul. Because there aren't that many oh nut flush draws for Art to have. Is what I thought you were trying to say.
0: No, I'm saying Art, would, Art I think, could check-raise with, with lower clubs because oh, there oh, aren't okay. that many nut flush draws out there because Andy would have bet his nut flush draw. The guy behind him with the Queen Jack yeah. of Diamonds is almost always going to bet his. Gall could have it. True. I guess Nick could have it, but he's going to find out pretty quickly. Well, he's not going to find out, but he's going to get more information about everyone but Gall really quickly, right? Yeah by when he check raises, if they don't fold right away, that's going to be huge alarms for him.
1: Yep, that's a good point.
0: So I don't know. Like, once Gall calls, you'd rather have the nut flush draw than another flush draw, unless maybe it's a combo draw. But um, just in case he has the clubs, too. But, like, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, against Gaul, you're just going to have to go with it if you make clubs, right? You're not going to fold to him, I don't think. Without, All right. Just knowing the tiny bits that I know from this hand, I would say that.
1: All right, so what are, let's, let's do the combos. Let's okay, do, great. Um, so how many value combos did we come up with? We came up with seven. I think eleven. Seven flop sets gave him one or two tens and jacks. Yeah, and eight nine of clubs and Jack ten of clubs. Right, so that's like 11, 11 combos. So call right, eleven. Let's say, let's say ten. Okay, fine. Call it ten. That's better. I like ten. Ten, combo. 10 combos of value. Okay. Uh, so the bluffs are we block some of them, which is a problem. Well, we have the four clubs, and we yep. have yeah, that's a big card as a blocker for sure. So the the bluffs are Ace five of clubs, Ace six of clubs. Uh, Ace-8 of clubs, Ace-9 of clubs, mm-hmm. Ace-Queen of... I don't know if we could go Ace-Queen, Ace-King. Those are likely three bets. Maybe we can give him Ace-Queen, but not Ace-King. I don't think we can give him Ace-King. I think we should give him at least a little Ace-Queen. Well, We have to consider Ace-Queen because we're giving him Jacks sometimes. All right, so we'll, we'll say four and a half then. We'll give him half. Sure. Four and a half of the Nut Flush draw. Yep. Uh, then we've got King-Queen of clubs. For sure. What other Kings? King-Jack. Nope. Oh, no, nope, you're right. Um
0: King Queen of Clubs. That's it. Yeah, I can't come up with any more of those. Queen nine of clubs, maybe? Maybe. Possible. Yes. Yeah, give me half give him, a half, a, give him a half a combo. Alright. So it gets us to like six, right? S- six and a
1: half, seven. Oh, six and a half-seven? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was less. Okay. Um And there's really not other club combos that he has. Sure. Right? Maybe five, six of clubs. hmm Just from that. We can call with one pair. We're but getting the right price. We can call with one pair, but should we call with this one pair hand? Well, do we need to make that?
0: Do we need to make that this determination? If we're getting the right price, we're getting one to bluff catch We're getting one
1: point seven to one, right? So we can, if we can bluff catch against him, if we're getting the right price, but not a huge right price. Like that's it's fair. barely on the edge of right price, and okay. that's making the assumption that he plays all of his club combos this way. By the way, which. He really might not, whereas he's definitely playing all his value combos this way. Um, yeah, but we did like, we, it's possibly as no tens and no
0: jacks, so we could, okay, but so we'd only knock out like one combo there. Yeah, we're down to like nine or yeah, ten. Or something yeah, something like that, yeah. But that's all I can knock out. Everything else, I think he does play that way. Yeah, I agree. It's like solid and easy for him to play his value combos this way. Now, but then we, we could... But if we're, if we're saying you may not play all his club combos this way, then he may not play Jack-10 of clubs and 8-9 of clubs this way all the time either. Okay. Just saying. So we can pull, again, a little bit more value out sometimes if we're going to pull a little
1: more of the bluffs If out. we're pulling half of those combos out, though, we the pull more of the 8-9, yeah. we have to pull a full half of the other club combos out, too. It's hard to argue that. Um, Which gives us not the right price. Yeah,
0: it's, it gets worse by doing that, not yeah. better. I guess what I'm saying is this is closer than I would have uh, originally thought. Yeah, you know, because it seems like this has just got to be awful to even consider
1: calling here. I mean, I just feel like people aren't pulling the trigger on bluffs this big as often as you might think. Right. If, Whereas, if Garrett Ailstein is. Yeah, but I don't think we've seen Art do this very often. We haven't. Now, we only watch. I mean, how many art paps hands have we seen in our lives? Like 11, right? Yeah, but he's betting 1.5x pot in, on the river here. Like, we would have we seen the other ones where he does that a lot of the time. People suggest those hands. Oh, that's a fair point, actually. Although, usually it's when someone makes
0: a great call. Or makes a terrible call. Oh, I guess either way, that that could work. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah no, that's, that's fair. I would, I would fold. Yes. Let me be clear. I would probably do all this math and say, like, uh, but does Art really have all these bluffs? Isn't he going to give up a lot? Is he going to really take this line with this many bluffs? And I would just say, I haven't seen him do it enough to, to make this call. And by the way, if I ever want to use distribution, which I know you were bringing up and I was mm. sort of poo-pooing, Clearly, it's a fold. Like yeah. we shouldn't have gotten here with this hand. This is way at the bottom of our distribution at this point. Yep. Right? Yep. I guess in our mind, maybe we could sometimes have some nut flush draws. So that's a showdownable hand that's worse than this. But there's very few of those, really. Yeah. Right. So. And we might three bet that on the flop. When some of the nut flush draws, yes, that's right. We might three bet it on the flop. Certainly the combo draws along with yeah. it. Or like if we somehow had ace queen and clubs, we may just re- we may just be like, let's go. Yeah. Or maybe not if we think he has a
1: lot of sets, but yeah. I think we got to fold. I mean, I know that Art doesn't have it here, but it feels like a really bad idea to call. I, I agree. I think we should fold, but I think it is closer.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued that it's a little closer mathematically once we get to the river anyway yeah. than it otherwise would be. You know? The way
1: we got to the river was horrible. Yeah. Now that we're
0: here, we should... And he's telling this really bad story, by the he way. He is. I, I'll give you that. So, like, if I somehow got here... And I was sitting there and I might be like, boy, I'm supposed to fold. I want to fold. This is a horrific story. Like, what is the, what in the world can he have that he plays like
1: this? There's so few hands he can play well, like this. Well, you know what really matters how well he knows Gaul. Yeah, that's right. Like if he knows Gaul's a huge station, he can have very big hands here and be like, he's just paying me off. It's great. Right. It my thought is either he doesn't know
0: Gaul. Or he knows Gaul enough to think like I've got to go as big as I can to get him to fold his weird one pair of hands. Yeah, because he knows it's a one pair hand anyway. But like Gaul's pretty stationary, so I can't just bet fifteen thousand. I have to bet all of it.
1: I just wish if we're gonna have the worst hand in our distribution of yeah. three four, which is probably it's probably like the worst hand we ever it, have. It might be. I mean, we could have ace. We could. Can have we ace at least X. not have the four of clubs, please? Yeah, like that would be nice. I agree. Like. Boy, we'd
0: really love to not have the four clubs because that means you have four six of clubs, four five of clubs, and these four of clubs all yeah. make perfect sense, and we have to remove them all. Yep, as bluffs. That is a really big deal. Gotta fold. I would fold. Having the four of clubs would be like I'd have to really believe that Art is bad, Like tells bad stories. You know, yeah. I'd be like, all right, he just he did like he he's not capable of telling like he's gonna just not have it. Like it, I don't care about anything. He's telling such a bad story. I have to call. Otherwise, I would, but the foreclose makes me want to fold beyond the fact that we shouldn't have gotten here anyway. Here's the other problem with making this call if we decide to make it, and we're Gall making it, meaning like we're not making for all these reasons. By the way, Gall calls. Yes, he does. So Gall calls. And wins a monster pot. Wins an $88,000 pot. So that's crazy. So the problem is what's going to happen now is this call is going to really hurt Gall. Yep. Badly. Right? Because although it looks like he just won all this money, he won 40000 from Art, and he did, he's going to lose way more than that because of this call. Because what's going to happen is, one, he's going to be emboldened now to make more calls like this. He's
1: going to think he can always hero. Two,
0: all the good players at the table are going to know this happened and not bluff him in these spots anymore. So there's not going to be all this heroing. He's going to do more heroing, and it's going to be less successful. Way less successful even. Yep. So he is almost certainly going to give back, I think, way more than 40K by making this call, even though it feels so good to have made this call and being right. And unless he's able, and based on the fact that he called 3-4 off pre-flop do um, a raise, unless he's able to modulate all this and see like, okay, you know, now that I've done this, I've got to tighten up and play differently. Like, this guy's not capable of that. He called 3-4 off pre, yep. right? And he, he called the check raise on the flop, and he called the turn, and he called the river. Like, He's not that guy. And that's fine. Like, not everyone has to be a poker genius and a poker master and be thinking about this stuff to the degree that we try to. But, like, this is going to screw him up, even though it's going to be a great moment. And it went out on live at the bike. It's viral. Like, everyone, he should understand that, that means no one's going to try and bluff him anymore for a long time. Yep. And I don't think that's the lesson he's, he's likely to, to take from it. I agree. Or, or he'll take it but won't be able to stop himself because this is who he is, right?
1: Yeah. I he's agree. the guy who
0: called with 3-4 and... That feeling is why he's playing. He's not playing to win money, probably. He's playing to win with three, four, and make a great play.
1: That seems likely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Artie Paps loses a bunch of money. It's going to be harder to fund that festival now. Yeah. He's going to actually have to sell some tickets. He did, he He hates selling. You know how he is. <laughs> he's <laughs> he, like... I understand that you got to sell sometimes, but man, it just feels dirty. I hate selling. Yeah. You know, I just want to, I just want, you know, people to want it. And yeah.
0: Like, and I just like, I wait. mean, and
1: this is the type of sales where you have to go to them. Can't it just be like car dealership where like they come to you so much easier? Although
0: even then, yeah, he just still doesn't feel comfortable. Right. Really, I right. mean, not art. Not, 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 arty. not yeah. art. Yeah. You got to, uh, just got to let those animals die, man.
1: You know, let the dinosaurs go. I don't know how that's related. You just wanted to bring that up, it seems. All right, well, I guess we're done.
0: <laughs> Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. You're not gonna show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, but I took a break, but I'm back to claim the throne and gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it. Home.